What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. And uh, today we are going to do a recap of the VRMA, the Vacation Rental Managers Association, the big event, the yearly international event that took place in Orlando. We're going to talk about events in general. Is it useful to go to these type of events? Where's the value? And some tips on how to make the most out of it. And I have two uh, amazing people on the show today, Mora Setswick. She's the founder of A Chalet Collective out of Baltimore. And I think she's also in the Poconos. And she's also the founder of Mocha, in, Mocha Interior. Yes. Yes, I did, it, I did it right. And then we have Mr. David Curtis. He is the founder of We Host Canada. Uh, he services a number of different locations in Canada. And if you're a frequent listener to the podcast, then you're already familiar with both these individuals because they both have been on the podcast before. They've also gone through our, our Legends X program. Their Legends X, we're still going through the program. Um, and uh, and we also met up in person at the VR MA, which was super, super fun. So let's, uh, let's kick it off. Mora and David, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, excited to be on here again. Yeah, number two, number two. Um, well, <laughs> let's let's kick it off with Mora because you you were actually one of the speakers at the conference, right? Yes, How was that? I I was lucky enough to be asked by Hostfully to participate on a panel, and that was actually really great. We had a very fun panel focused on tales from the trenches. So we were able to speak with other hosts who have gathered some interesting stories along their hosting careers. So we had all sorts of topics from Unabomber sex parties to bears, people eating boa constrictors, and red rooms of pain. So <laughs> we spanned a lot of topics, and I'm sure fellow vacation rental managers can relate to those stories. So it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, I actually attended the this this talk, and it was it was definitely one of the more entertaining uh, talks that I attended at the at the VR uh, MA. So uh, some interesting, very funny stories uh, always to to hear. Some, I think one of the people in your panel was from Costa Rica, right? And yes, he's kind of like in the jungle. So there's you know there's like all sorts of animals and deadly animals. To be clear. Exactly. So a lot of good takeaways are, you know, make your guests aware of what those deadly animals are, even if it's a bear. But I think a boa, boa constrictor might make people a little bit more scared than the bears that I experience in the Poconos. Um, but hopefully you had some other good takeaways, too. I, I definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and I laughed a lot, which is also important, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> That's my general. Yeah, I I came in on the tail or on the a little bit late, so it was a lot of people in there, and I had to stand up and kind of look around the corner, but caught some of the uh, the bear stories and definitely uh, some good takeaways on that. Um, yeah, uh, and that kind of leads into the first uh, a couple a couple quick takeaways that I had from attending this event was number one, there was a record amount of people, and every talk that I went to, like I don't think I sat down once. 
you know, like mm-hmm. every every single talk was like, it, you know, it's completely full. Um, there were so many people. There was, I think, there was like twenty seven hundred people, and I heard last year there was seventeen hundred. So that's like a fifty percent increase in the attendees. Wow. So a yeah. lot. There's a lot of people at the at this conference, um, and there was there was a, there was good energy there. You know, I, I would say the general vibe was pretty pretty positive. You know, even the even though like a lot of you hear a lot of hosts talking about slowdowns and everything, but I felt like there was still a you know a I, w- I would say cautiously people were cautiously optimistic um, for the end of this year and for for next year. What what do you guys? Um, how did you guys feel the vibe was like, Mora? Let's start with you. Yeah, so I think to your point, the amount of people is really indicative of the explosion of rental managers and the growth in our industry. And lots of folks getting into it with a few properties or multiple properties. I met some operators that generally had around 40 to 50 units. So it was interesting to connect with them. But that growth in the industry, I think, is really important because it's pushing this conference and its vendors to start to think more about the pain points that we experience as vacation rental managers and hosts. And I think that the tech that we're seeing come out is indicative of what we need to run our businesses more efficiently. And so we're seeing that on the VRMA floor in that exhibitors hall. Mm -hmm. What about you, David? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think, um, you know, you, you've like, just to um, add a point to that, what Mara was talking about, you, you figure out a solution for something, you find it, something in tech that like solves something. And then immediately afterwards you see something new comes out and then you're like, Oh, you know, that that's even better. I'm still going to switch over to that. I found, you know, going from exhibit, uh, booth to the booth, it was like, you know, on my tech stack, it's like, I, I gotta, you know, switch to go over to another, uh, new solution, you know, so it's like, yeah, there's, it's constantly changing, you know? Um, but, uh, Another thing too, everybody was optimistic. What, what I thought was the general consensus is like, you know, rentals are like some numbers are down from last year, but last year was just so great that it's almost like a return to norm, which is super positive anyways. Like it's more like, like 2019 numbers, which was great. You know, I, when 2019 was happening, I thought, you know, it was excellent. So it's kind of like we went through this, you know, whirlwind up and down. And then now it's kind of like coming, calming down and back to the norm. You know what I mean? Because the, uh, the rush last year was just crazy, you know? So, yeah, I think that's a, it's a really good positive. Yeah, everybody was super positive. Mm-hmm. Great to see. So let me ask you guys this, because for me, you know, going to the VRMA is and, and other types of events. There's a lot of value um, because, first of all, I get to I get to meet our students in real life, which is awesome. Like you guys, um, you know, we, and obviously, like you know, we talk to other uh, other operators who then are interested in you know joining our mastermind or taking our courses. You know, so there's a lot of value for us as as kind of educators in the in the space. But I, I'm curious, like, do you, what? How is it like for you guys? Like, do you? Because these tickets are not cheap, right? I mean, um, it's like a you know thousand dollars 
or something like that per per ticket and then you have to travel there you have to rent a place to stay so you know it's it's not the cheapest thing to to do are, are you getting the the value and yeah let's start with that like do you guys feel like you, you got the value out of out of the event i i feel like i did yeah, I'll go because there was a pause. I usually jump, jump in on the pauses. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like I got I got a lot of the value out of it. It is expensive for sure. There's a premium on it. But, um, you know, and I, it was just so happened I was going to be in Florida at the exact same time. So it worked out really well for me. Um, but I'm glad I went and I'll definitely uh, go to the next one. Um, you know, you can make a, a trip out of it, but the connections that you make and you know the information that you get from it it's almost like i don't think you would get that otherwise and it's nice to go to a place where you know you feel like oh i can talk about all this stuff and not annoy anybody <laughs> you know what i mean everybody's talking about the same stuff having the same problems you know we're all speaking the same language so it, it was really um uplifting and refreshing to go in and just you know as you walk by people you can just hear them saying yeah my cleaners are doing this or you know my uh my access is like this you know it's it's very uh, similar to what i'm always talking about and it's nice to just be in a room full of people that are you know experiencing the same thing and you know so i really enjoyed that i think it is worth it just to be kind of like on the ground of like innovation and finding out what's in the future and, you know, talking to those people and meeting people that are, you know, um, like a little bit ahead in um, progress type of thing, I guess, of building their company. So you get a lot of ideas. Where, where do you see the most value? Is it, is it like meeting other operators and just have, kind of having side conversations or at the parties or is it the, the vendors right because like the main conference hall you have a ton of vendors and you know obviously they're all trying to you know get get interest for their product so it kind of feels i don't know about you guys yeah, could walk like, around yeah like i don't like it when like people you know kind of like reach out like yeah. hey you know come over here and like, i just want to yeah. walk around i'll choose who i, who I want yeah. to talk to you know, yeah. like, come here like for that. a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i don't like that uh i get it like they're trying to sell their stuff and like you know you gotta yeah. be proactive but um, but yeah, like, so there's, you know, you, you have the vendors, you have the exhibit hall, then you have all the talks, right? The, this, you know, what you call it the talks on specific topics. Uh, and then you have like the fringe events, the parties and, you know, really like connecting with, uh, with other operators. So out of those three, David, wh where did you learn the most? What was my, I think, uh, I had the same experience, uh, with the exhibit hall. Um, you know, you go in there and it's like, I didn't really like it too much. It was good to go in there between seminars. I liked um, going in and looking at the seminars list uh, schedule for the day, picking out the ones that I uh, thought that I would enjoy the most. Um, so I ended up going to a lot of the, like the owner uh, retention ones and some of the like the data, and um, also um, what was the one about um, how to like get uh, f uh, more finance. Um, related seminar. I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically talking about, you know, how to get financing for your business and also set up your uh, business to be like a, a, a possible um, sale um, target type of thing. 
but that was all interesting in between. I didn't like going to the exhibits because of the sales thing, but, and then the, the parties and meeting people at the conference in between and even during some of the, the meetings, um, or the seminars, uh, I, th- I thought that was very valuable. I met some people that I can tell that I'm, I'm going to be talking to for, um, you know, a time after for sure. And reaching out to and going to the parties and meeting up with them. And I thought that was pretty special. Definitely the most valuable part is the Got connections. It. Awesome, dude. Uh, Mora, same, same question for you. So do you feel like it was worth your time and money to attend this event? And then, you know, what, where was the most value for you? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And we're always evaluating this beforehand. And in my business, in a chalet collective with my partner, Carlos, we always look at the value as twofold. One is as a guest, because we can travel and experience a new city, or maybe an old city, but just experience the stay that we're booking the culture in the city and reflect on that as we go as a guest, because we're always so in our head, focused on what we can provide to a guest and be the host. So it's very interesting for us to be a guest. And we always make that part of the experience to add to our value. And then the conference itself, similar to what David said, we map out our schedule and look at what we think can benefit our company the most and then attend those events. But also, I'm an event producer as well in the food and wine world. So I know that all of this takes a bit of stamina. So you're considering your schedule, you're considering the folks that you want to see, but you're also considering how much energy you can put out at night when you go to those after hour events. And just taking a pace that works for you so you can also digest all the information coming at you. And because it is so varied with so many vendors competing for your time, I do see ways in which the conferences could tweak themselves to be a little bit more, I don't know, not speed networking, but something in a way that provides a more meaningful connection other than what you had experienced, Jasper, of a vendor asking you to come over because you know that you'll get a sales pitch. I think it's great to have engaging content with the sponsors and with the vendors so I can see how our colleagues in the field are relating to the products and how they use it. So I think there can be some tweaks in that way, but the overall value I think is really high based on what you want to get out of it. So again, we consider our travel as part of it and what we're attending at the conference and then those after parties too. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because for us to stay at other uh, short-term rentals is very important, right? It's a, it's, that's a business activity uh, to, to, you know, to experience uh, you know, all our short-term rentals as a guest, and that kind of leads me leads me into another very interesting ob- observation um, I made, which I thought was like very ironic. Which is the uh, did you guys see those little boxes that they were handing out at the VMRA uh, at the at the I think it was yeah, at the I took some. Desk? <laughs> you took I some. Took like, some. What, yeah. What, what was in there? Uh, it was just, uh, you know just standard soap. Um, body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. And uh, I was definitely low (laughs) because we showed up to our place and we had nothing. 
And and that that's yeah. that's what I found so interesting. And I don't know if this is Orlando specific. And I hope the person that manages the home that we stayed at is not listening to this podcast. But um, yeah. or maybe maybe they should. Maybe it's a bonus <laughs> yeah, for I mean, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Eric and I rented a, a five bedroom home, and you know, we had some of the of our students staying with us, which which was awesome. But it was like bare bone when it comes to amenities, right? I mean, the house was awesome, you know, pool, hot tub, all of that. But like nothing, right? There's no cutting board. I was trying to, I was trying to cut a steak, and I was like, "There's no cutting board here. Like, am I gonna cut it on the plate? You know what I mean? It's like it's those little things. Yeah. Um, there was, yeah, there was no like. I think we had like two pieces of soap or something for like six people. <laughs> And it was just, I asked around, I asked everybody at the VMRA, you know, like, where are you staying? Like, a lot of people staying at the hotel, but everyone who's staying at a short-term rental, I asked them, like, what was the experience like? And I heard over and over the same thing. It's like, yeah, it was it was clean and it was cool and, you know, it was, it was okay, but, you know, it was not, you know, it was not like a great experience, right? And it just, it just... uh yeah, just, I find it very interesting that it seems like because all these units are professionally managed, right? Like Orlando has huge, huge uh, inventory and and a lot of professional vacation rental managers, and it's just interesting. Like it sounds like the it looks like they're still in the mindset of like we're we're just providing a space, right, for a guest versus like thinking putting yourself in the shoes of the guest and thinking like okay, the guests arrive, what do they need if they want to cook. You know what? You know, actually cook, cook in the kitchen and see what you need, and and add everything that that you need to to cook a nice meal. You know, and and all the amenities that you mentioned. We didn't have any dishwasher uh, tablets or you know, and it's just so annoying that you have to then go to the supermarket to buy like you know free <laughs> dishwasher detergent little blocks because you know, and you have to buy everything. It's 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 just like uh, it's not what you want to do when you enter into short-term rentals the first thing is like you find yourself looking for stuff and then realizing that it's not there not right there. and then thinking okay well we're gonna have to go to the supermarkets and get our own stuff so i thought it was ironic that the vmra they probably knew, the organization probably realized that and that's why they're handing out those those uh, little boxes that's what the property manager should be doing handing out those boxes not not the vrma yeah right it's good i think we um, had oh, advertising yeah. for the people sorry go ahead Oh, no, I think we had similar disappointments and ours where just a few basic touch points were missing. For example, our adorable container home had a hot tub and a Keurig with coffee, but no cream or sugar. And things like that are just a huge missed touch point because in the morning when you're waking up and having that coffee, that's not when you want to be running out to get the cream or the sugar. And I think acknowledging how people take their coffee in the morning <laughs> is just a, a hospitality point that could be looked in at. And I think we take it as an opportunity to connect with the hosts after we had both placed our reviews to give them a few insights that we had and they can obviously take it or leave it. But I do think it's important for us to continue to share and educate in an uplifting way, no matter what our experience is. What about you, David? Yeah, I think, um, I think the biggest, I think when you have a place like Disney nearby and all the other resorts, 
I think a lot of the businesses or property managers here are kind of like a little complacent and find they don't really have to do all that kind of stuff because they know they're going to get booked anyways. Um, I, I know even looking for, cause we extended our stay here and looking for another spot around uh, the area. And I noticed that, yeah, there were some pretty low ratings for, with a lot of reviews, yeah. you know, and they're just, you know, I was considering booking them <laughs> because it was available. Right. So I think that's a big part of it too, in, in these markets where like there's, you know, you obviously you're going to get booked. Um, there's less attention to detail, which is, is too bad. Um, but I, I did take some, you know, I took some takeaways from our own business about the, the toiletries that are provided. And, you know, even those toiletries that we took from VRMA, you know, I, I kind of like those. And it made me think about, you know, what we provide and like we provide soaps and everything. And, but, um, sometimes it's you know stuff that you get from costco and now i'd like to go out and get like it we have a wholesaler for um like linens and stuff but i think it pushed me to kind of make the move to you know those smaller shampoos and and um and uh, body wash to have in each room type of thing and not have it in the the bathroom because then like you said right you just have this one little body wash for everybody but put it at each in each room on a bedside or, and then have uh, a, a spare set in the drawer or something like that. So you have enough for everybody for sure. Right. Yeah. And you know, like, I, I don't know if, the, so this is Orlando, right? Obviously Orlando is a, is a very interesting market because of Disney. Right. And so my, I don't know, maybe in other markets like property managers are, are, you know, putting more attention to detail. But at the same time, like, you know, we have some, some managers in, in our community out there and, uh, it doesn't seem like the, it's, it's a great market right now. I mean, there's so much supply and like, I don't know what you guys were paying, but like we were paying, like, I think we paid like for four nights, including fees. We paid a thousand dollars for like a five bedroom home with a pool and a jacuzzi. So I was, I was thinking, you know, I, I don't know how, how lucrative this market really is. Right. So I don't I, I don't know if it's the if it's the the fact that the the market performs really well so that the managers don't have to perform at a higher level. I feel like the the owners they they don't get enough pushback from their owners probably. Maybe that's what I'm imagining. I mean, if I if I was the owner, like you know, I have a I own a couple of homes that are managed by uh, property managers, local property managers. Like if I if I would stay at my own home, I, I would the first thing I would do I would call the, the my manager and I I'd yell at that person and be like, seriously like what what are you what what are you doing, you know and find somebody else. Um, but I feel like in Orlando maybe a lot of people there are probably vacation homes and people live far away and they just don't really pay attention and they just, you know they get a check every month and you know maybe they're just, they're just happy with that. Do you guys do you guys get a lot of pushback from your owners? Are, are they checking like the performance and? you know, holding you guys yeah. to, to a higher standard? Definitely. Um, we definitely, you know, have follow-up uh, questions and stuff. Um, they go there and they stay there. Um, you know, a lot of them, a lot of our uh, owners are from like St. John's. So 
they have a special connection there, I think, you know, as opposed to maybe in, in Orlando, you know, a lot of people buy there to, to vacation there and, and it's just, they, they're happy to have the, that spot next to all the resorts and the, so maybe that has something to do with it. But I think also too, um, maybe this is not um, the case, but I think having a short-term rental specialist uh, property manager is very important because these kind of uh, details are, you know, in our wheelhouse and that's what we specialize in guest experience. And I think if you're going for a property manager that's going to manage your short-term rental or vacation rental and they're, you know, kind of doing it all long-term and everything, uh, I think you're going to have these kind of issues with them. So maybe that has some type of factor to it because I know even going to the, the guest services at where I'm staying here now, it's pretty clear that they're not really focused on um, the guest experience, I felt like a lot of the times they're there to be more of a security guard and treated me as such. There was a couple times where they kind of enforced some rules on like our family, pretty not rude, but very, I don't know, aggressive, I thought. And I just, you know, I, it nearly came to the point where I said I was going to say something like, you know, you're, you're working in the hospitality industry, right? Like, <laughs> It's not, you're not a security guard, you know, we're just going to the pool. You know, we don't, our wristbands are in our pockets. We're here for two weeks. I'm not going to keep my wristband on the whole entire time, you know, but there's, that was kind of an issue. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, I think, yes, for our business, I think it's just what David said is that we are a niche service provider we focus on five-star experiential hospitality and it shows in our reviews, we consistently have five stars and we excel in our amenities because our goal is to provide everything to the guest before they even know that they needed it. And for us, that's having the luxury soaps in all of the showers, having lotion available and having an outlet next to each bedside or couch side or table side, just all the things that you would want to be hyper comfortable. We focus on that. So luckily that's not something our owners that we work with give us pushback on because our job when we contract with them is to have them understand that we are providing an elevated hospitality experience And if they're not interested in that, if they don't want to provide the nice soaps, the nice sheets, all of our brand standards that we have when you sign on with us, then we actually are not the company to work with you and we're just not the right fit. So for us, we have a set of standards that we present as a non-negotiable to work with us. And that's what makes it so interesting when we come to these markets like Orlando and take note of these small touches that are missing that could just elevate the stay. And I would also say I'm not a fan of microfiber sheets. (laughs) I'm into organic cotton or just basic cotton. And for me, that's one of the signs of a dialed in luxury host, if you will, is having those type of sheets that are not just going to help your bottom line budget. And I think that is what we saw in Orlando is holding that bottom line to the budgets and perhaps you hit on it, Jasper, with 
the high inventory of houses and those low rates, they're looking to save anything anywhere they can. But at the end of the day, you know, we were all guests in this market. Would you return? Would you want to stay there again? And that's what you're looking to build is that brand loyalty, whether or not you are a single property or a multi-unit property with hundreds of units. So I guess that's my question for Jasper and David. Would you go back to the properties where you stayed? No, I, don't I would think, go I back because so. it's cheap, maybe <laughs> because we got a pretty good deal. But um, but yeah, if if um, if there was something that was a little bit more expensive, and um, you know, I knew it was a brand that uh, you know I could tell they you know spend a lot of time on their guest experience, I would definitely um, stay there instead. Even like the place here is, you know, even the vents and the air filter and the AC, none of it was it to seem to be really maintenanced very well. So it was like shoddy. And then the filter was just like warped and hasn't been changed out in a long time, I could tell. So a lot of this stuff like that was fall like definitely has been not up kept so yeah i mean <clears throat> you know the reason that we picked this home was mostly for the location right and by the way if you ever go to orlando it's huge i mean i looked at the map and we're like oh we're right next to the conference center and then you know we <laughs> sit in the car put it on uh, in google maps and it's like wait it's a 25 minute ride like how's that possible <laughs> I found that to be the case as well. Everywhere was like 30, 25 to 30 minutes. So that's why I ended up choosing a cute container home because I wanted a little bit of an elevated experience since it seemed like everywhere was going to be a tough drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah we a good, were just uh, smart 13 move. minutes away. Our location but yeah, was I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think, <clears throat> I think they, you know, that might be the case. Like people might try to, because the rates are low there, people might try to kind of really economize on a lot of stuff but there's certain things that you know like a cutting board uh, how much does a cutting board cost like 10 bucks how long does it last probably like a year or two right that's not a huge investment i mean i'm not expecting like you know super expensive you know body washes and, like, and not, i don't need like the high-end luxurious stuff like that's not what we're there for but but just like just spending like spend an hour as a property manager, spend an hour and walk into the home and think, think about like, imagine you're just getting off the plane. Like what, you know, what are you going to need? And just providing those basics, it just blows my mind that, you know, that people don't go through that process. But anyway, people, I'm sure the people that are listening to this podcast, they, they'll do that stuff. So, um, all right. I want to move into a different topic, um, which is, so, we've we've talked about like the value of going to these conferences i think we you know we all agree that it, there's a lot of value in go, in going the next question is uh, how do we maximize our experience going to a conference what are some do's and don'ts um and by the way was this the first conference that you that you guys went to in the in the short-term rental space david let's start with you i mean oh, yeah oh, oh. <laughs> yeah it Sorry, was my first, first time so i was a bit of a rookie um, I found sometimes I was like, it, it, it took me a little bit to kind of get my bearings. Um, but once I kind of figured out a good system of, you know, 
uh, scheduling out my day and, and going to the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the exhibit hall in between the seminars. Uh, and then just, you know, the lunches and the, and the, and the breakfast. I kind of found a, a comfort level. And then, like Maura said, when I got tired of going back and forth, seminar to seminar, talking to people, I was just like, you know, it, it's not even the end of the day, but I, I think I should just like take a breather, go home, rest a little bit, and then go out to the party and then, you know, do the same thing, kind of meet people. So mm-hmm. um, I think next time I'll be a little bit more efficient with, with my time. And, but uh, I, I, I thought it was a good first, first go. Um, yeah. What about you, Moa? So I've been to other conferences, both for short-term rentals and just at large. And as I said, I produce food and wine events that are more experientially focused. And I think for me, my speed, I like something a little bit more boutique that could focus on the local culture and would give me an opportunity to connect with people more authentically and closer. And this one, I think VRMA is a great entry point for folks that have a good understanding of the industry. And it might be very overwhelming if you're new because there is so much to take in and there are so many events to go to. I wanted to have three of me so I could go to multiple events that were just conflicting times and being held at the same time. So I think the topics are good and they are topics that I want to invest in and can help my business. There's just the issue of it being so big. How do you pick and choose? So that's a factor when you're looking to plan for these conferences too, is are you able to actually attend the right topics and seminars that will help your business along? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To your point Um, on that one, I'd like to add something. So next time we go, uh, I'll be bringing a couple of my team members for sure. I'll be paying for their tickets so they can, because yeah, there was a lot of conflicting schedules for seminars. And I think it's very valuable for you to bring your team there as well with you so that, yeah, you can go to a seminar, they can attend a seminar. And at the same time, they can get that, like that motivation and kind of like enthusiasm that you, that you get coming back from one of these events, you know, and then it comes back and your whole team is invigorated and, you know, talking about the solutions they've learned about and, you know, the new products that they, they want to get involved with and, you know, have that whole uh, sense of, um, you know, morale boost, I guess. So I think it's really good to bring a, bring um, your, your crew there too, which I saw from some other people, some other companies uh, like founders that I've met at the, at the conference. And I would say as a counter to this large event, I did attend a lovely boutique one called TFVCon um, from the folks for Thanks for Visiting, Sarah Karakayan and Annette Grant. They had a very approachable, small, boutique-ish event that was all geared towards hosts and short-term rental owners. And I think for me, I like that a lot better, the flow of the day allows you to get as much information as possible. So just a quick little shout out to them on how they set up their conference. 
Did you did you find value because I know you you were on one of the panels, right? Did you find value in being on the panel? That's an interesting question. I think our panel was great to connect with the folks that were on our panel and people who had similar stories wanted to chat with us after. I don't know that this particular panel would grow our business or anything like that, but it definitely provided an opportunity for camaraderie. And I think that's important because that's why we come to these conferences is for community. And ours was very community centric. Like you're not alone. We all share these stories and looking out in the crowd as we're telling these horrific things that we experienced as independent operators and just the acknowledgement of folks in the crowd really helped us feel connected to those that were there. And we like these conferences because we get that sense of community. Otherwise, we're just in the field. Our heads are down. We're focused on our own work. But this gives us the chance to connect with folks. So I think, yes, there's value in community on the panel that I was in. And I think it depends on the different topics of what you're on. And can you position yourself as an expert in the industry in some way or another? I think that's the big one. So, you know, it's great advertising for yourself and PR to be on that panel, show that you were on the panel. It shows that you're an expert in the industry. If, uh, you know, you have potential clients that are looking at your website, you know, and you have, you know, just a simple post on your social about you being on a panel speaking in front of, you know, other property managers, you know, that shows that you're somebody that, you know, what you're talking about. So I think that value is, 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 you know, the value is there for that for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've been to quite a lot of conferences, um, in my life. And uh, I always try to, I always try to be on panels and get like um, you know speaker opportunities. That's something, and that's something that you know you don't have to be, you don't have to be like uh, super well known in the industry or something to do that. Anybody can submit requests. Um, I don't know if the you know differs per conference how this works, right? But at the VMRA, at least, like you can you can submit a, a request and uh, there's like a, an education committee committee that will review everything and then they'll decide like who's who gets to be on the panels and do the speaker engagement and everything. Um, but it's, you know, it's worth a shot because like, I mean, there's no, there's no real downside to it, right? Other than like, you might get a little nervous like being on stage, but uh, mm-hmm. that's good too because, you know, growth happens outside of the comfort zone. So I would highly recommend anybody going to these conferences and, you, you know, if, you have to we we kind of decided last minute so you know if you're like free for maybe i don't know exactly what the time frame is but like if you're well in advanced uh you decide that you want to go like check out if there's an an opportunity for you to submit a request to either be in a panel or uh or you know speak on a certain topic and i mean you know we're all experts in the space like i'm sure like anybody any property manager out there who's been you know in the business for like at least a year or so probably has something that they could share has some value that they could share and uh and educate others on so i would say that's that's probably the biggest um the biggest kind of tip that i have for people you know see if you can get on stage number two and and to your point david that could really help with uh 
owner acquisition as well if you're managing right i mean i would 100 more i would 100 put a photo of you on the panel on your on your about us page on your website and yeah you know let when you're doing like pitches to own to new clients like let them know right let them know that because in their mind that you know they, they they think wow this person was on stage at one of the biggest industry events right that gives you a lot of credibility so definitely leverage that I think number two is you want to be prepared. Um, <clears throat> to your point, David, what you were saying, like I, th I think it's I think it's always a good idea to like think think take some time and really think about like what what do I want to get out of this conference, right? Where where do I need some support in my business? Like who do I want to meet? Who do who want to do I want to build relationships with? And when you arrive, you should already have like a list of people that you want to connect with, right? So being very intentional about that versus just kind of randomly talking to people that you happen to stand next to. Um, and then I would say the last part is, and I think one of you guys mentioned this too, but managing your energy at a conference is also important because it's a, it can be very overwhelming. I mean, it's, it's like seven in the morning until, you know, three, 4 AM in the morning for some <laughs> it's nonstop. Right. So don't, don't think that you can do anything else like definitely don't make sure you don't schedule any anything any work or anything like that you're not gonna have time right it's a full-on like you're sleeping or you're in get you're at the conference pretty much. Like so yeah exactly yeah. so it's like a few days also like you know planning your flight as well just you know just make sure the days before you go to the conference like you get good sleep um, you know, don't do like a red eye or something because like it's going to be exhausted when you, you know, on, on day one and that's going to compound um, over the over the few days. So I think, uh, yeah, definitely managing the energy, making sure you're you're eating healthy, um, drink a lot of water and, uh, you know, just keep the keep the energy going because because, uh, yeah, like every, you know, every uh, every couple hours that you miss because you're, you're tired is uh is going to eat into the value that you can get from the conference. Yeah. yeah. Our motto is schedule and stamina. And I get that from producing large food and wine festivals that are four days long and you're eating all these things, you're drinking all these things, but are you really feeding yourself and you're going to be tired just by being there and by being on. So do have that self care and hopefully the place that you're staying at has some self care amenities. Um, to help you achieve that. <laughs> no yeah, doubt. Yeah. It was good that you, like I, I mentioned before the podcast, all the emails that you get leading up and then, you know, VRMA is pretty good where, you know, what do you, when you sign up and uh, register to go to the, the conference, they say, you know, what kind of topics do you want to learn about at, at the, the conference and you can select them and then, Based on those selections, you just get bombarded with all these emails. So as, as hard as it is to keep track of all those, I was going through it and kind of, you know, taking note of, you know, what companies I, I wanted to talk to and, you know, even some of the companies that I, that I currently use and uh, go and talk to them at the exhibit to, um, you know, talk about the problems that I'm having even was good. And, you know, I did sign up. I did find a couple of solutions, you know. I got a good deal on the uh, the um, the device devices because I was at the conference. They gave me a good deal, 
And then I talked to the guys with host share, um, Landon shout out there. That was great. Um, so, and then I also, I learned a lot about the insurance part, you know, the opportunity to upsell on insurance. And then, you know, with Generali, I sat in on that seminar and that was, you know, that's definitely something I'm going to be, uh, looking into right away and seeing how I can put that into my business because it's, it's almost like a no brainer to have that there. It's, it's good for the guest and it's also good for the, the, the host as well. So, um, you know, but the next time I go, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep in mind about the stamina thing. Cause I did find I was getting super tired and <laughs> just being like, Oh, you know, here, here, there, there, talk to this person, talk to that person. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> you know. Also, managing your voice because, like, I, you know, I've lost my yeah. voice a few times at conferences, and that just is not fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember you have to talk to people. You just like, you know, just writing like notes on your iPhone and yeah. showing them like I lost my voice. Yeah, I saw you walk in, and you're like, "Hey, man!" I'm like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> it's like your your voice is gone. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, oh man, woke up this morning or whatever. And then as soon as we walk into the doors, uh, somebody comes up to you, hey, Jasper, I'd like to get your opinion on this. And, you know, puts the camera on you, it starts interviewing you right away. <laughs> I thought that was, that was, was like, oh, perfect timing, you know. <laughs> no photos, yeah. please. You need your own manager. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I know, um, but I managed to keep my voice for the entire conference, so that was I was happy with that. And then well afterwards, done. it's just like, all right, we're not, I'm not talking for like two days. And I have <laughs> That's to right. record a podcast, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Any uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this podcast, Mora? You know, I was looking back at what some interesting things were and. For me, there was a huge emergence of AI tools, and I think there were about four sessions dedicated to AI. So I can see that that is changing our industry, both in just small ways, like with us using ChatGPT, but also the integrations into our tech stack. So for me, I really like that as a game changer. And then also shout out to BNB Finder, who's coming in hot, really working its way through the different hosts to change the fee structure of how hosts connect to guests. So they were a big takeaway for me. Just I had used them in the past to book adorable B&Bs when that was a thing, <laughs> maybe in the 90s, um, but or early aughts, I'll say that. But I really enjoyed seeing that as part of the conference, both AI and then B&B Finder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're they're crushing it. David, final thoughts? I had a long conversation with uh, the founder of BNB um, Finder at the Cassiola party, and yeah, it got me really excited about um, what they're doing there for sure. Um, yeah. I think the the biggest takeaways I had from the conference that's what that's what you asked, right? The biggest takeaways was. Or- Final thoughts, you know, we're wrapping oh, final up. Thoughts, I don't yeah. know, you might have something that you wanted to say, <laughs> but you didn't say it yet. Yeah. Um, I think just the, around the insurance, the travel insurance um, was, the, I think, the biggest thing that I'm like going to work on right away. 
I sat in on a lot of the owner retention seminars and just to hear what other property managers are doing for their owners was uh, really cool. Um, you know, everybody sends out the standard like gift cards and stuff, but I heard a lot about um, like owner parties, uh, which was really cool. And it sounds like a lot of uh, big uh, operators are having these really nice, uh, fun owner parties and, you know, sending out invitations to all their, their owners and having a very extravagant event. And, you know, even if the owner can't make it, it's still, you know, valuable for them to get that invitation knowing that they can go if they wanted. So that's yeah. something that we're going to be looking at for sure because it's fun and, um, you know, uh, I think it's valuable to do that. I think another big, big one is, uh, advocacy. So it, you know, there was a, a lot of, uh, fundraising for advocacy at the VRMA. Um, a lot of talks about it because it's, it's a, it's a big issue in the, or it's the biggest, um, threat, I guess, to the industry and w what's going on in Canada and BC. I, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, it is important for, I guess, the general public to to know, you know, what the uh, what's going on there, because it is going to cost them more money, right? Um, what BC is doing is they're cracking down on the short term rentals, and they're going to be reducing a lot of those. So um, that's going to drive up costs for people to travel, right? Uh, especially during some of the big events that are happening. I, I believe it in Vancouver. They're having uh, the World Cup or something like that. I think it's the World Cup, but they are um, they are having. Um, sorry, somebody's just walking in, but um, they're having you know hotel prices likely going up to like twelve hundred dollars a night for that, just because of the loss in vacation rentals. So, and then right afterwards, you hear a lot of government officials talking about the big investment that they're going to have in the hotel's development because they're taking away demand and then th that demand is there. They're taking it away. And then, if, you know, somebody with a big pocket saying, Hey, we know the demand is there. Let's go in and build a, a big hotel and, and take that, you know? Yeah. I think the stat that was released to us was 30% of inventory will be lost in some crucial markets and a lot of yeah. that is because of the hotel lobbyists. And we like to think of Airbnb and VRBO and Booking.com as these big conglomerates, but that's just three. And if you think about all of the hotel chains that are out there that are powerful, the Hiltons, the Marriott's, and the list goes on, they have the deepest pockets when it comes to what's impactful, which is lobbying. And that's where the actual reform is needed because they can push through things that impact us as small business owners. And why shouldn't folks who are traveling have the option to either rent a home or a hotel room? There's abundance and enough for both. So how come we're being squeezed out? And it really does have to do with the hotels lobbying us. Lobbying great, against uh, us. Great final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, lastly, Mora, you want to let everybody know like people want to reach out to you connect with you or know more about your brand potential property owners who might want to work with you where where can they find more info 
Yes, thank you. And also just shout out to Orlando folks that seem like they might need some of our professional help. Um, you can find me on Instagram at achalet.collective. And we can work with you to host your property and design it and make it look amazing. Sweet. David? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram uh, at w.e.host. And then uh, on our website, uh, wehostcanada.ca. And yeah, we can help you if you need a short-term rental specialist and uh, you know you want to provide a really good guest experience, that's uh, our wheelhouse. And then also, we can also provide support too with uh, cleaning and uh, other property management uh, maintenance type um, services. Boom. St. John's, Newfoundland. <laughs> awesome, man. Um well, thank you guys so much for, for joining today. Very interesting to hear your perspective of this conference. And with that, oops, something's falling <laughs> behind me. Uh, with that, this is the end of this episode. So I hope uh, everybody enjoyed this one. We'll be back on Monday with another episode. Starting, uh, starting today, we'll be back with like two episodes a week as we uh, usually do. So lots of good content. We're almost at 600 episodes. Congrats. My get, my get yeah, paid for wow. book just fell <laughs> behind me. You're watching, That's a you good sign. <laughs> I was looking at that uh, mic you have behind you. Is that a award? The, the gold uh, mic? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like my wife designed this. and uh, Oh, okay. But things are kind of falling off the wall now. Looks like a, <laughs> I might have to uh, revisit this. Looks like a podcast award that you got from some type of uh, award ceremony or something. <laughs> it's a bit of that. Yeah, let's let's just say it's an award. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an award. Yeah, that's right. It's the best podcast in the world award. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining. Uh thanks to the listeners. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.